Welcome back to the Wanderings and Wool Gathering podcast. It's a new year. On today's episode, we discuss MMA fight songs and what we would use if we were fighters. We catch up on things we've been up to since we've taken a break and just hang out and have a good time. Please come join us. Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 15. It's our first episode of 2019. And our first on the uh, new Blue HQ Media Revolution Radio Network. Uh, we're one of four shows that are scheduled this week. Um, in addition to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, you also have the Irish Rewind for Notre Dame uh, Sports, Dinner Time with Kyle Nash and Tokyo Jameson, and uh, Rabbit Stew, a great uh, podcast about anything entertainment-wise, comics, movies, etc., with Ray Goldfield, Glenn Matchett, and Brandon James. So um, we're pleased to be a part of this network and to be continuing our, our podcast. And as always with me tonight are T-Bags and JPP. Good evening, fellas. Good evening. What up? How's it going, y'all? Happy New Year. I know we're uh, almost at the end of January, but feels like it's been uh, almost a year since I've chatted with you. <laughs> the time <laughs> <It> has flown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool that we're doing it now rather than um, January 1st because everybody is always you know, gung-ho about their resolutions and all those kind of things. And now we've been living it for um, nearly a month. And uh, so maybe we can even chat about that a little bit and uh, where we're heading for the rest of the year. Very cool. Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. And um, it's been, well, a month now since um, I issued the challenge uh, back in December. And um, if you didn't recall, it was, if you were in the UFC or some other... MMA promotion, boxing promotion even, what would your walkout song be? Do you guys have a chance to think about that? Absolutely. I had a month to think about that. <laughs> yes. Was it as hard for you guys as it was for me? No. no. Um, <laughs> I, I kept, uh, you know, trying to, to uh, think of some, you know, trying to get real deep with it and stuff like that. But one idea just kept coming back and it was just telling me I have to stick with it. So my choice was made pretty much immediately. Well, let's hear it before we get to Tony's 20. <laughs> well, it's it's one. You know, I've, I've I thought about, you know, what, what would kind of characterize me, what would be good uh, to kind of build me up to, to get out there. And as you guys know, I'm, I'm not athletic. I've been, um, you know, in depth with music for decades now. And um, I enjoyed wrestling and I enjoyed, you know, the, the hype and the momentum with that. And I haven't got into MMA yet. Uh, it's just been a matter of, you know, investing time in, in watching, but, um, I do follow Rogan's podcast and listen to fight companion and things like that. So I do have an interest and I'm fascinated by the journey of, of many of these fighters. But, uh, for me, like if, if I were to go out there and fight, I mean, I mean, come on, look at me. I, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, not built for MMA, but my, uh, my fight song would be yakety sax or the Benny Hill theme song. <laughs> and I would make sure that everyone is running around in double time as I go to the ring and I get in and I, you know, get knocked out and get it over with. Yeah. So there you so go. You would chase the ring girls too. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. You'd have to have some little bald guy yeah. following you out. That'd exactly. And there'd be some pauses and you know, a little dance and then keep on going, that kind of stuff. So very oh slapstick. Gosh. I'd pay that for that. That is fantastic. I love it. Yeah. I would pay to see that. <laughs> Actually, I will pay to see that, Paul, if you want to make some extra money. All right, sounds good. I'll get on it next week. It's funny because, you know, I mean, that sounds kind of off the wall, but um, usually you think of uh, like an Eye of the Tiger type of song, you know, that gets everybody charged up. But yeah. I remember um, 
when the UFC came to Indianapolis a few years ago, and I gosh, I can't remember the fighter now, but uh, he came out to the climb by Miley Cyrus, <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, which was just awkward, and, and you know, and then you got a thing, you know, like Max comes out to a Hawaiian song, mm-hmm. um, doesn't really seem to fit what we would think, but hey, it's your song, right? Right, that's right. <laughs> All right, tea bags. <clears throat> What's one of yours? Okay, yeah. And he knew I'd have multiple, so I mm-hmm. decided that I was going to have a, a, a five-fight career. I was going to go 5-0, and oh, and these would be the five songs I would walk out to. So, <clears throat> uh, for my debut fight. What if you lost one of those? Would it change anything? What's that? I said, what if you lost one of those? Would it change anything? I'm not going to lose. I got the special oh, move. Yeah. I got the tea bag move. <laughs> Everybody's running. Go for it. <laughs> There's only one loser in that. In that <laughs> so anyway, um, for my debut fight, I would come out to Thieves by Ministry. Sweet. Uh, having actually come from a little bit of a fighting background, I used to do a lot of bag work to that song. So that one's the one that actually stuck out to me the first time because, you know, it was something I actually used to train to. And then um, as I continued my reign in the ring... Uh, I would burn by Nine Inch Nails, mm-hmm. followed by Just Like You Imagine by Nine Inch Nails. And a lot of that comes from the 300 trailer. You remember when he kicked the guy into the pit? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So I would try to time Sparta. it. I would try to time it so I kick the guy when I get in the ring. Right when that hits. And then uh, Burning Bright, Field on Fire by Nine Inch Nails. It's just mm-hmm. aggressive. And then my last fight of my career, I would end with Bulls on Parade. Nice. Oh, nice. Thanks. I just I went with super aggressive songs because what I like. Well, two things. Um, you know, one of the aggressive songs I thought about w- that would have been a, a fight song for me, mm-hmm. uh, just because it does pump me up, would be "Low" by Testament. I don't know if you've ever heard that or not. Um, <laughs> one so. of uh, my buddies, Andy, uh, he and I would talk about that album. It was like real dark and deep uh, for the band Testament and. It just kicks off so hard that he said he had to not listen to it in the car because it made him speed because it was just that intense. He would put his foot to the floor just, you know, subconsciously. Um, So that was a tune that I considered. But knowing me and and that I don't take myself seriously in that regard, Yakety Sax won. But (laughs) two, you mentioned, you know, the bag training and stuff like that. And that reminded me of when we were, well, I was a freshman in college and you were back at Ball State as well. And Mm -hmm. you would come over and we would train every once in a while. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, that was a good time. And, and thank you for, you know, kind of enlightening me on the, the ways to do it correctly back then because I was failing miserably. But <laughs> that was uh, fun. I, one of our mutual friends, Preston, I remember he was with you and you came over. It's like, no, Paul and I are training. You know, you got to come. We got to take care of this. We, we got to stay on schedule. And I appreciated that, too. But he was on the phone talking to somebody and you and I were doing like reverse setups where we were at our backs on the ground and our legs were going in the air. Yes. He's like. These clowns have got their asses in my face, flying the legs all over the place. Man, I gotta go. <laughs> yes. And uh, you know, that's like my last memory of, of hanging out with him. Actually, it's like, well, it's good to know I left an impression, Preston. Yeah, I wonder if he remembers that. I'll have to ask. Him. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, good times. So, Stevie D, you issued the challenge. You certainly have an answer. I don't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. Well, of course, because I need somebody to take a drink tonight. I really was going to go with Tom Sawyer, um, <laughs> which is weird because it's not even remotely my favorite Rush song, but it's yeah. kind of the perfect song for that, with the, especially with the drums and the beat and everything that goes with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it seems like it'd be a pretty good walkout song. Um, but I, what I ended up 
falling on was um, Pulse of the Magnets, or <laughs> Magnets, Pulse of the Maggots from Slipknot. Nice. Because <laughs> um, it's like a song for, it's almost like their love letter to the fans. And, you know, and as, as somebody who steps into the octagon or the ring or wherever you're going, you're mm-hmm. kind of out there for your fans because people get so invested in you. And uh, some of the lyrics just kind of go, I mean, it mentions fighting a lot in the in the song. Um you know, what have you got to lose? What have you got to lose except your soul? Who's with us? I fight for the unconventional, my right, and it's unconditional. Um, just like all the way throughout the song, you know, I won't be the inconsequential. I won't be wasted potential. Um, everything about that song is, uh, you know, about fighting and, and fighting for, for a group of people and putting it online or, you know, all on the line for yourself, uh, for those who are your backers and everything. So to me, it's kind of the the perfect culmination for uh, a fighter and his fans. So that's cool. and it just kicks ass. So yeah, that's a that's know, a great and that helps answer. too. That get me all jazzed yeah. up. I was gonna the other one I, I thought about too when I went along the the Slipknot vein was people equal shit. Um, just because it's angry, yeah, <laughs> and aggressive. <laughs> you don't want to fight that guy. No. Yeah. No. Uh, we should probably since we may be heard by new listeners on this network, we should probably explain the drinking. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, there are multiple things. Number one, if I mention Rush or any member of Rush or a Rush song, take a drink. If T-Bags mentions uh, Nine Inch Nails, and I, by default, you could probably throw in Maynard at this point, I would think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then you got to take one. And then, of course, any technical music uh, remarks from Paul. Then you've got a drink. Was that yeah. it? Those just the three. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. We haven't thought of one yet for uh, whatever the Nicholas Cage and <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Manson. Nicholas Manson. <laughs> yeah, Nicholas Manson. We haven't thought of that yet, but we, we'll come to that sometime. Could Nicholas uh, issue a challenge right now? I haven't thought of one yet, but I'll <laughs> get on it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, we gotta post pictures. You got to post those pictures. Those are great. Speaking of uh, Corey Taylor, um, I think he was at the NAMM show this weekend. Uh, it was uh, the Music Merchants trade show. When I when I worked in the audio industry, I was there at, as an exhibitor for one of the companies I worked for for a couple of years. And um, the winter show is huge. Uh, it, in fact, when, when they let the general public in, you almost feel like you're in a scene from The Walking Dead because you just hear the roar of people just coming in, and when you're in the back of the the event center, just like, oh man, it's gonna hit. But <laughs> um, the evenings are wild. Uh, there's been nights where you go to the hotels right across from the convention center, and anybody who's anybody is doing a special show. And um, they did a, a dime bash for Dimebag Daryl, and uh, yeah, Charlie Benante was there. Jason Christopher, who's good friends with Corey, he plays bass for Prong and Ministry. Um, Corey sang and did some bits. Uh, Scott Ian was there. Just a huge array of people. I got to see some uh, segments on Instagram through Instagram stories from some of these guys, and it was really cool. It made me wish I was there this year to see it in person. But, uh, um, you know, those guys, they always love paying tribute to Dime, you know, most notably so, and, and for very good reason. But, uh, you know, his wife, his widow, Rita, was there as well. And, and uh, you know, it's just kind of it turned into an annual event, and, and it's awesome that those guys can kind of pull something together and, and just really nail those tunes from what I could see. So I just wanted to mention that since you, of course, mentioned Slipknot. And I thought you'd appreciate a little Corey Taylor action. Did you see the uh, 
rendition they did of Pantera's Walk. Yes. And Dave Grohl joined him as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 The the behind yeah, the scenes was cool too cool. because uh, Dave Grohl was out there barbecuing ribs before the event and getting everybody all you know full and ready to rock. Awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. All right. Well, that brings us to what we're looking forward to this year. We didn't get to do this at the beginning of the month, but there is so much cool stuff coming, music, uh, movies, etc. So what are you guys looking forward to? Who wants to kick it off? Well, since we mentioned Maynard, <laughs> I will jump in with Tool mm. because that's a long, long time coming. Um, I think 10,000 Days was released in 2006. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're looking at 13 years in between albums. If my oh math my is right. Oh my gosh, has it been that long? Yep. Yeah. And wow. So, you know, we've seen a lot of Booster uh, albums and Perfect Circle and all different kinds of things happen in between there. But uh, so, and as you guys know, because we all send updates back and forth, there's never really been an official release date, but we're getting as close as we can. I think, um, was it Danny, Paul, mm-hmm. maybe? Yeah. Or Adam, one of the two said April of this year. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, as, as, a, as a big Tool fan, that's a huge uh, announcement to actually see the band members saying, yeah, it's coming, and it's soon. So that means get your tax refund and buy the new Tool album. Physical <laughs> exactly. copy. Yeah, it sounds like, from what everybody's saying, that the music's all laid down, the lyrics are done, they're just mixing at this point. So yeah. I assume we're actually going to get one. That's my assumption, too. It's tough with Tool, but, you know. Yep. They've never said it's coming out and then rescinded. They've just never said it's coming out. So, uh, yeah, it's it's good to know that it's actually around the corner. What about you guys? What are you looking forward to? Well, definitely Tool here. Um, I was doing a little search to see what was happening in, in the music realm uh, for 2019. There's not a date set, but Metalhead Monday will, will be happy to hear that My Bloody Valentine has got a new release coming out. Mm. It's a band that he and I both have enjoyed through the years, uh, him particularly so that's uh that's one piece um when it comes to electronic music stuff just kind of sprinkles here and there i never really kind of follow what's going on because guys just hang out in their little lab and produce a cut or a series of cuts and then it gets released pretty much instantly so um Mm -hmm. i just kind of keep my finger on the pulse whenever possible there but um movie wise i'm certainly looking forward to captain marvel and the avengers endgame um, I've been watching a lot of uh, fan theories and, and, and not necessarily spoilers, but just people kind of giving their take on what may occur just because I, I really loved the way Infinity War played out. And uh, actually at Christmas time, when Netflix went live with it, I watched it three times. Um, so, you know, I, I, I haven't nerded out about a film like that in a long time. So I'm very eager to see how this story plays out. Cool. Yeah, I can definitely ditto that one. Um, and Tool, excited about that. Um, of course, um, you know, Slipknot gave us a tease at Halloween, and their new album will be out this year. I'm really excited for that. And another one that just popped up that I, I wasn't even on my radar um, that I'm really excited about is uh, Jack White's back with the Rock on Tours oh, cool. this year. So, And he's already released two songs. Um, I assume it's on Spotify. I know it's on Apple Music. Um, just to give us a taste, which is exciting. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then just uh, some other um, albums <clears throat> coming out that I think I'll definitely be interested in. Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, mm-hmm. Glenn Hansard, if yeah. you remember that movie a few years ago. His voice is just so good. Yeah. Um, the Pixies, Megadeth, 
uh, Rob Zombie Ministry has another one this nice. year, which is cool. And then um, Robert Smith is back with The Cure for a new album. So that'll be interesting to see what he has to do. Yeah, The Cure. Uh, yeah. The Cure is very interesting to me, obviously. We <clears throat> we talked about that. I think I think they still hit the mark. It's just one of those things where they're not maybe as in fashion as they were. But uh, but Glenn Hansard, you know, once I saw that on your list, um, I love Damien Rice. And they do a lot of duets together, and they're, they're somewhat similar, too. I don't know if they're both from the same place in Ireland or anything, but... Um, <clears throat> anyway, yeah, his voice, when you mentioned that that movie. What was that movie called? Was it The Story or something? No, it was... Um, oh, gosh. Was, uh, what the heck was the name of the movie? And it was we'll, so good. We'll look that up when um, we're talking. But, um, yeah, so... I'm. It's what You know, in this day and age, and maybe at our age... Oh, it was called Once. Once, that's right. You just kind of forget about people and that's not to be like mean or anything or that you even kind of fall out of love with them but you know Glenn Hansard hasn't been on my radar for a while so when I saw that on there it's like oh my gosh I'm super excited just to hear what he's doing I don't even know what he's doing yeah absolutely so you mentioned Megadeth um are you ready for me to let the wind out of your sails yes yeah, <laughs> so well, yes I uh so oh, I saw a gotcha. uh a, kind of a tweet on um well on twitter but it was uh, i think metal injection was like megadeth's about to make a huge announcement here on january 17th or whatever the date was mm-hmm. so i kept an eye on it and then i saw it and it was like they're releasing a greatest hits album I was like, <laughs> really <laughs> so they built up a lot of hype for for that um so of course the last time they released the greatest hits they had lesser albums then so that might switch up but nonetheless i don't get too excited about those personally i don't know about you guys but um and i i don't get very excited about remasters either because a lot of times depending on who does it if it's the artist is wanting to reinterpret what they did before it's like leave well enough alone man (laughs) but uh yeah because that's that's happened in their discography before too i remember hearing uh rust in peace one of my favorite albums of all time for mm-hmm. for the thrash genre um the remastered version of it is just like oh, the drums sound like paper plates now i don't, don't really feel this <laughs> so that's um, a good sound yeah yeah definitely i was scrolling through uh it looks like kanye's uh, still on the mark for 2019 so we may get to review yep. that <clears throat> after all chance yep. the rapper is going to be having some new stuff adele yep mm-hmm. um james blake i haven't heard that name in a while um yeah, there, there's some there's some stuff that's going to be happening. I'll, I'll definitely have to keep an eye open and see. I see Slipknot yeah. on there too. No, and all these are TBAs, no hard pressed yeah, release right. dates. And um, you you mentioned uh, Rogan's podcast. Mm-hmm. Kanye, they're I think they're trying to get Kanye on there. Yeah, I think it's set. I think they just haven't done it yet. Okay, I think that'll be very interesting. I love his format. Yeah, so I'll be tuned in for all four hours of that one. Yeah, for sure. The uh, the memes are always cracking me up for the Rogan podcast. Oh man, that's crazy! Have you tried DMT? Exactly, everything <laughs> is. Yeah. <laughs> Have you listened to a show where they seriously talk about DMT and those oh, yeah. uh, sensory uh, mm-hmm. deprivation tanks and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Why would anybody do that? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I would scare the crap out of me. Yeah. I'm under that. I'm under the school of thought. Why would you do DMT? <laughs> so let alone, yeah. And then getting a sensory deprivation tank. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, not happening. No. <laughs> Why don't you just bird box it too while you're at it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you are pretty much. Can't well, see crap. After you leave, <clears throat> after you leave there, try to, try to get <laughs> yeah. out of there. The brain <laughs> on. So yeah. speaking of, did you guys catch that over the holiday season? Did you watch Bird Box? I did. Yeah. Did you guys? I did I too. Did yeah. Yeah. I was uh. 
I think I texted you guys both and said, you know, Trent and Atticus did the score for that, mm-hmm. which was kind of under the radar that kind of got announced as the movie came out. Which, but it was funny because I thought this sounds a whole lot like Trent Reznor <laughs> when I was mm-hmm. when I was watching mm-hmm. it. Um, but Steve, not to ruin anything for you, so we won't talk about like the endings or anything like that. But I thought Paul had potential to be a like, great show, and I think mm-hmm. it ended up being good. It was worth my time, but I think it just got a lot of hype because it was Netflix big adventure mm-hmm. with Sandra Bullock and yeah, uh, what's his name, John Malkovich. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I thought Malkovich's character. I mean, he's always good anyway. But yeah. as he gets older, his curmudgeon, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the, being able to play a curmudgeon, I should say, was was really effective. Um, sure. No, at the beginning, I was really into it, and def- there was definitely a lot of intrigue and suspense. But it started to fall flat uh, toward the end for me. But um, it was when it started to build up toward the end that I, re- you had mentioned, Reznor had done the, this score with Atticus, but I completely forgot it. Then as I started hearing some scenes where it was mostly quiet, no dialogue and the music came through I'm like oh yeah that's Trent and Atticus I can totally hear that yeah so um, well you said that you know the text to us and you said that they did that so mm-hmm. I did listen to the score at work and um, what'd you think it was terrible <laughs> yeah it's so boring without the movie it's just repetitive <laughs> but I can envision a tense scene in the movie working well with it but it's not like yeah. you know Star Wars where you can put the music on and enjoy it without I think that really needed the uh, visuals to accompany it I don't know I listen to a lot of soundtracks without movies, uh, but it is it is very repetitive. And even Trent said it was kind of self indulgent what they released as far as having these long versions. But mm-hmm. I think you're biased with Star Wars, Steve, and I'm biased with Trent. <laughs> well, Fair. maybe, maybe, yeah. My wife and I actually marathoned the uh, Ted Bundy documentary yesterday. I'm getting ready and- to watch that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, I definitely want to bathe in bleach now after watching it. But um, <laughs> the the music, there was not a lot of music in it, but the intro segment had a lot of pulsating synth stuff, and I was like, ooh, that's pretty cool. But um, the footage, the cutaway footage when they do like recorded dialogue and stuff is really cool too. I won't spoil it for you, but um, okay. I think you'll get a kick of that. Just the way they really tied into the vintage format and just really trying to tell the story from being in that moment of time like the 70s and 80s and stuff so um yeah. d- definitely worth the watch um we we had um you know, kind of a kid free day so uh, my wife just kind of randomly popped it on i'm like wow so the kid's gone you want to watch something about a, a serial killer okay let's, uh, are you taking notes and learning or what but <laughs> yeah the true nature comes out of you guys right yeah. right steve have you seen it bird box no no the the ted, oh, bundy. ted bundy yeah i have not no i did um to be honest with you, with the amount of sports, and um, and I'll talk a little bit later too about some of the writing I'm doing. It t- is very intensive with viewing, so I haven't had a lot of time. I did finish uh, season three of Daredevil finally. Okay. Nice, but uh, I haven't watched much other than that, honestly. Yeah. What do you guys think? Here's a good, quick little topic. I think, but <clears throat> Netflix is raising their prices or has raised their prices. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but. Um, obviously, they're getting more into the world of movies, too, which is a lot different than producing a series or picking up a series that's already been done. So I'm happy to pay a couple of dollars extra, you know, or whatever, if they're going to give good quality content, which I think that's their intent. Um, but it's funny to see people balk at that so much, you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm already paying $13, you know, but for everything you get and them them actually stepping into the world to bring even better and bigger content to you. I don't know. I just, I get, I, I feel like it's a, 
I feel like people are cheap, and it makes me mad. I I see what you're saying um, as far as what you're getting, but I read an article the other day that there are billions of dollars in the hole yeah. and that their producing of content is going to become minuscule because they can't afford to produce content anymore. So it almost seems like to me it's going to a situation where it's going to be Disney, uh-huh. Amazon, um, Warner Brothers who are going to be producing all this content because they're going to squeeze the little guy out of the picture. Um, yeah. and, I, and I think Hulu may end up winning the battle with uh, Netflix a little bit as far as replaying content because they're going to a, a cheaper... I think they actually decreased their pricing, didn't they, as Netflix increased theirs to try to grab people? I got a... Uh, I, yeah, there were some trials that you could do with Hulu that were cheaper, and then I got a bundle with Spotify. The Spotify and Hulu together equals the same price I pay for Netflix. So gotcha. those teaming up of the two is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I think it yeah. does depend on how much of a position netflix can hold themselves as a platform because someone else mm-hmm. could pay for the production and use netflix as the distributor right but uh but i'm with you it's it's and i think we all read the same article at one point in time where we shared it about you know these big companies like disney and amazon sitting back and letting netflix figure out the bugs and then coming in and and doing it mm-hmm. themselves based right. off that model so we'll yeah, see i don't really care about the price i'm paying i mean I know people are cutting cable all the time and all that, yeah. but I mean, we, we don't spend much no. on much of anything. So I like to be able to just turn it on and it's there. Same here. And then know. one plug, not, a, they're not a sponsor. I wish they were, but, uh, mm-hmm. I went to YouTube TV, cut cable completely, just an internet signal and went to YouTube TV where you can get some live TV and some channels and unlimited DVR and stuff. And I'm into the first month of it and I love it. It's a really good option. I did the trial of it because I wanted to see the Cobra Kai series and uh, loved it. It was great. Um, just right now, I'm not in the market to, to continue, but I definitely plan on investing down the road. We cut cable. Um, we use Netflix, and I'm okay with the price hike because it's cheaper than cable. And, uh, you know, and I still have a variety of things. I don't watch it as much as my wife and kid do, but, um, yeah. you know, nonetheless, when I get on there, I'm like, whoa, I didn't know well, that was on here. <laughs> and that, that Cobra Kai thing... That's on YouTube Red. That's like just a that's that's to get YouTube's like premium content that they produce. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. Stuff. Yep. But YouTube TV is actually their like their venture into battling the cable companies. You can get that's... like I watched uh, the playoff games on that, and you just cast it to your TV and <clears throat> or, or you have you know whatever devices you want. But you get live TV and DVR, and it's you should, you should just check it out. But that's Steve, right. I uh, forgot about... There's a there's a show. Speaking of that, on premium though. There's a show called Wayne. Have you heard of that? I have not. It's from the writers of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's an original on YouTube. I've only watched the first episode, but it is strange and good. It's it's something that you definitely should check out. Now, is that a uh, paid thing or is that a freebie? They might have the first episode free. They do that a lot, but um mm-hmm. but it's on the paid subscription for YouTube, yeah. Okay. Cool. We'll check it out. <laughs> It's just it's just weird. It's written really strange. So. so is it from the writers or is uh, Miller the director involved too? It said from the writers. I don't. I didn't look about the director. And then of course there's the asterisks that you can't say that they wrote every one of Ryan Reynolds' lines. You know there's a lot of ad lib going on. Oh yeah. In Deadpool. So, but all in all, sure. it's it's a good show so far. Paul, I was kind of curious what you guys have been um, you know listening to since the holiday break. 
and uh you know any anything that caught your ears or you know just any throwbacks that were um on regular rotation in the since since our last uh meetup yeah go ahead steve since i just talked for 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> um gosh oh man i have not listened to a whole lot of anything to be honest with you um I hate to say that, <laughs> considering we're pretty much music most of the time. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I mean, I've, I've checked a couple things out on YouTube, but I'm just telling you, I've been like a writing article machine. Mm-hmm. Um, just okay. Just I gotta I gotta throw a shout out here to my high school keyboarding teacher. So what I've I've done we at uh, Blue HQ Media Sports Media Pass. I've been, we opened up a new MMA site, so I've been doing a lot of mixed martial art uh, writing. And so uh, last week, uh, Karate Combat uh, had a big big show in Hollywood. So I decided what I was going to do is, as the fight happened, I was going to type a summary of each round. And then I'd already have the article posted, and I would just continue to update round by round. Um, as it went. So, as you can imagine, you're sitting with your computer in front of the TV, staring at the TV, typing. So, if it weren't for my stellar teachers in high school mm-hmm. and uh, lots of typing through the years, it would make it very difficult. But I managed to get through that night, um, and it went really well. And then on Saturday, for the Bellator event, I did the same thing. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It's like it's kind of pressurized because you got to do it quickly, and you got yeah. you got to check. After you're done typing, you got to check, make your edits, and get it posted within one minute and then have it ready to go again so you can start typing before the next round comes Jeez. just to try to keep up with it Man. so um it was a lot of fun but it's going really well so far um got a lot of good comments and uh, lots of views and that's cool i'm excited that's uh i've been writing that chicago blackhawks articles and anything in entertainment um just that's part of my resolution this year is i'm gonna write like a demon so that's cool. off to a good start the nice. next time that you write for that, you need to come into the room to one of your fight songs before you sit down to type. <laughs> oh, snap. All right. <laughs> it's on. Okay. I'm yeah. going to videotape it for the show. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, JPP, what have you been listening to? I was actually surfing on YouTube one morning. We we have a... he's I call him a pup. He's almost a year old, but he likes to get us up early in the mornings um, to go to the bathroom. Especially fun in the wintertime when you have to go outside with him. Um, you know, not to complain, but basically uh, I was vegging on the couch and just kind of looking for something to have on in the background while I kind of snoozed. But I saw where um, the remaining members of the Beastie Boys were doing a book tour and some people had filmed... Uh, segments and posted them so I started watching that like crazy and ended up in a big rabbit hole completely entertaining I need to get the book but it's just fascinating to hear the history of how um, hip-hop and rap came about back then and Eric Rubin's role and and those guys and the Beastie Boys getting to witness LL Cool J auditioning and being there mm-hmm. when um, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry were in the studio with Run DMC doing Walk This Way and just their anecdotes of the, the misadventures you know throughout and touring with Madonna and all that kind of stuff so uh, obviously that put me in a nostalgic mood to start listening to some Beastie Boys so I went through their whole discography and uh, you know I've, I've got hot sauce committee part two and i've listened to it and then for some reason it was sitting there and the, on the shelf and i 
I forgot about it and I feel bad because it's probably one of those things when, when Yauk passed away, it was just so bummed. I was like, I, I can't touch it right now, you know? And, uh, because that group has always been just a fascinating influence. It, they went all over the place, the funk, the hip hop, the rock, the punk, you know? So, um, definitely a lot of, uh, lasting marks in that regard. So I popped that in and just, felt like I discovered a brand new album. So that's been on rotation quite a bit. Um, and through the journey of hip hop, I, I had to um, go and listen to some Jay Dilla as well, listen to his final album, Donuts, and did some research on <laughs> on him and, and his journey. He had um, some health issues and some guys, there's a video I'll have to put in the show notes, but um, some people that were close with him actually did a, um, a segment and talked about their their life with him and just the hard work that he put in his music and what's fascinating is the last album donuts he was pretty much in a hospital bed the whole time with a sampler and people would bring records in for him and he he wrote that album in the hospital and mm -hmm. uh, you know it's just his love for the music and his work where it was that important to him and uh, we certainly lost a, a very talented person and if you listen to the tunes this is where I'm going to get technical you'll hear the intentional nature of how things, <clears throat> excuse me, were disconnected on purpose. The, the 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 bass drum was not directly on the beat. It was off a little bit intentionally just to create a human shuffle and a bit of a groove and, and uh, you know, just very innovative person. So, you know, that was my rabbit hole in the grand scheme of things. I listened to some, some uh, 90s rock and that kind of stuff. There's a band called Failure I absolutely love. Oh, yeah. um, and then... <laughs> I don't know if you guys have you guys ever watched the the first we feast or hot ones where the oh, yeah. celebrities eat the, the hot wings. Gordon Ramsay's Just episode it tonight. What's That's that? what I watched tonight. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that was great. I think he said shit five hundred times. Yeah. And I like when he asked I, where the bathroom was. Asked where the bathroom yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. And the f bomb. I don't know how many times too, but yeah, very entertaining. So um, that's been my laugh of the week for sure. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> Did you know Failure has a new album out? Yes, I listened to it today, actually. Yeah, I liked the last one better. Um, it had a lot more kind of synth and experimental noise going on. Um, yeah. But uh, it, they're, uh, oh gosh, Fantastic Planet, that's that's like their staple album. Um, yeah. Saw them live on that tour, actually, and just blew me away. You know, Les Paul's drop-tuned yeah. and just slow and thick. Bam, loved yeah, it. Yeah, they're great. Speaking of F bands, I also noticed that Filter has a new one out this year too. Oh, sweet! Yep. Wow. Well, that's what it said on the internet. Internet never lies. Nope. So. Best of Filter. Yeah. Coming out. <laughs> uh, if anyone has not heard the opening track on their album called "The Amalgamate," oh my god, mm -hmm. it'll rip your head off. It is fantastic. Do it. Yes. Um, and if you haven't heard Perfect Circles' cover of "Nurse You Love Me," which is a failure song. Mm-hmm. Check that out. Maynard, drink up. Show notes. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say what I'm listening to, and it leads into the challenge. I think I have the challenge this week, right? Yep. Not the notes. That, okay. So um, I totally completely forgot about this these, this duet, but um, again, like Paul, I, I was in a rabbit hole of things and, and stumbled upon them, but Civil Wars, which is just basically an acoustic act, yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know if the husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend or what their relationship was, but their whatever it was kind of ended as a band in 2014. But they put out some fantastic music, and their cover of Billie Jean is so jazzy and cool. 
that's a must see. Um, a coworker turned me on to a, a group called Milk and Bone, and been stuck on two songs by them called Pressure and New York. <clears throat> and then uh, this will lead into the challenge, but um, I've been listening to a lot more Fiona Apple again because I mm-hmm. love her anyway. But she happened to cover uh, All Night Thing, which is one of my favorite Temple of the Dog songs, at the Chris Cornell tribute concert that just happened. So, and that was a kind of star studded event with, you know, arguably some hits and misses. Um, but I thought, I thought she did a good job. And if you get a chance, listen to Adam Levine do his song at the Chris Cornell thing. It was, he did a really good job. I can't remember what he covered, but it was. Is the whole thing on YouTube? Yes, it is. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, that's what I've been listening to, but that leads me into this challenge. So, because that the watching the Chris Cornell tribute concert was very cool to see all these artists, you know, come and do that. Well, the one thing I will say to that is you always hoped you'd hear Chris's voice on it. You know, like nobody could do it better or do it like him. And it was just one of those things. And so, um, but so I think we should all pick your own, whichever artist, singer or artist you want to pick that has actually passed away that we don't have on this earth anymore. And pick the top three acts that you would invite to their tribute and what songs you'd have them cover. Damn. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and Keith Richards is not dead, just so you guys know. He's a shell. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Cicada. Shell. Okay. Man, okay. Top three acts to do tribute songs. Okay. I got to type, uh, write this down. Yeah. <laughs> well, Steve, you should be able to type quickly. Dude, I'm done. I already wrote a book <laughs> while you were talking. You're done with your answer. I'm on chapter 26. <laughs> the best of tribute shows it was the worst of tribute shows. <laughs> uh, but you guys... Stupid monkey. You guys didn't see any of that? I saw a little bit of highlights here and there, but I haven't had a chance to actually dig in and, and mm-hmm. listen. And okay. <clears throat> plus, too, it's like that was such a shock when he passed that... Yeah. Um, you know, as funny as it sounds, like I said earlier, it's just like I, I get upset and I don't want to touch the music for a while. So right. um, I, I don't know if I'm ready in, in some regards. So, sure. um, you know, in fact, anytime mm-hmm. I've heard some Linkin Park in passing, I've had to kind of tune it out and, and whatnot. Because um, I remember when that first album came out from them, too, uh, mm-hmm. it was certainly kind of poppy, but they did some really killer production and and it was just a good dynamic um you know with the yeah. singing and, and the rap parts and whatnot and then the remix album that came out actually is a real big guilty pleasure for me there's some cool uh oh, collaborations yeah. on there um aaron lewis from stained did a version of crawling um uh what's that called sorry um uh anyway i i, I forget but yeah in my skin yeah 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 so yeah, yeah. just just the way he did that arrangement was just beautiful and a complete reinterpretation of that melody so um you know they they definitely had uh some long lasting moments too so bummer yeah, that you well, know we've lost some people in passing you know or people through through the years and um you know on another entertainment note i don't know if you guys saw that mean gene okerlin passed at the first of the year yes and super dave know. osborne for that matter so uh-huh. you know uh the the icons are, are falling and uh you know, well, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this, Paul, but um, I love Lincoln Park, mm-hmm. and they are replacing Chester and going on. Are they really? I just mm-hmm. heard that earlier today or yesterday. Mm. I'm not sure. It just kind of reminds me. I saw something 
yesterday or the day before, and it was a big thing about Allison Chains, and I was going to click on it, and then it said 2018, and I thought, ugh. Yeah. You know, no no offense to the new guy, but, you mm-hmm. know, it's not Lane. It's not the same thing, and I'm yeah. afraid we'll get the same thing with Linkin Park, so. Yeah, yeah this is a perfect opportunity for a shameless plug, but to new listeners, you should go back. Uh, I, can't, I don't remember what episode it was, but we had that where you replaced a singer in a band as one of our challenges. It was two or three. Mm-hmm. It was early. Yeah, was it? It might have been episode two. Okay. We won't say which one, so they have to go back and listen to them all. Yeah, and forgive uh, some of the early episodes <laughs> because I said, uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, don't worry, folks. We still suck, but we suck less now. <laughs> we just say, uh, less. <laughs> Content. <laughs> Content's still mediocre. I have fun doing this. I'm glad that we are back on track, guys. Yep, me too. Me too. It's been a you know, crazy holiday season for all of us and yeah. you know, <laughs> being in the Midwest, you get locked in with a lot of snow and you know, it yeah. makes you feel a little mopey, but um, and, uh, much respect to the people who do this for a living and are singers for a living or anything cuz I know Steve and I, Paul, I don't know if you were, but there was times I was so sick I couldn't talk in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Got hit once, yeah. The kid brought brought home a bug that uh, knocked my wife and I out for a good two days, and man, <laughs> I, I don't remember ever being that sick, in, you know, in a long time. So, um, right. got gotta love well, it. Well, I would, I could say then that basically doing this weekly again is certainly a resolution of the group. Mm-hmm. Sure, this is where we want to do for the rest of this year. Uh-huh. Um, do you guys have anything in particular, any goals that you've set for this year, Tony? Yeah, mine's actually mine's quick, believe it or not. But um, <clears throat> I just tried to pick something for <laughs> tried to pick something for <laughs> mind, body, and spirit. So um, for for mind, I was just really trying to like read more and be you know and and write more. Actually, just kind of keeping that creative spirit going. Um, on the spirit side, for me personally, I feel like there's some a, some angles I can jump in on my religion a little bit more instead of just kind of hitting the bare minimum check boxes. Um, and then body is what everybody does resolution wise, but you know I've kind of like gotten away from really taking care of being a type two diabetic, and I need to get back on that road. So those are my three. Excellent, JPP. Yeah, um, you know very similar. Definitely need to eat better and uh, get moving more. One of my big things is just focusing on delivering creative output more frequently um you know it's it's something that i work on something every day but i don't really post or share and i want to be able to do that more and get out of my you know little head of imposter syndrome or you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and all that insecurities and all the fun stuff that comes with being a creative um because let's face it you know you're your own worst critic and a lot of times you let your your brain win and so i'm trying to defeat that and also too um, I always try to be a kind person anyway, but I'm really working on, you know, being that times 10 in, mm-hmm. in the sense that um, I sometimes people may. Sorry. OK, it was a cat scratching at the door. I didn't know if that was my kid. Sorry. But, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I you know, strive to be a kind person, but I want to amplify that. And, and sometimes people may get the wrong idea, like I'm being strange, but it's just or they get taken aback by, you know, me trying to pay compliments and they don't really know me and stuff like that but it's just you know it goes a long way you never know mm-hmm. what somebody may be going through and so anything i can do to you know put a smile on somebody's face or you know make things right so that's that's my goal that's really good that's a great yeah. one yeah i i also would like to say that in my head paul's talking about being you know kinder in this new year 
but he thought his kid was scratching at the door. So I just had this like scenario in my head, like, not now, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to be nicer. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of like Will Ferrell. I said, kid, go back to bed. <laughs> yeah. I want to know why his kid scratches and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> all I could hear, all I could hear was like a, a click and a, like just kind of banging against it. But uh, this, this, I'm usually with this door open and the cat will come in and want to lay at my feet for a little bit and then she takes off. But she's upset right. because obviously I've got the door closed so I can, don't bother anybody. Just, don't you know who I am? She's a diva. So she's being demanding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me this year, um, I want to continue traveling at every opportunity with my wife. Um, we've had some amazing trips over the past couple of years. I want to definitely continue that. Mm-hmm. Um and like I said earlier, uh, want to keep writing more and more. It's just interesting. I get as I get older. Um, I mean, I love my career. I love what I'm doing. But I just you can't help but think, man, I wish I would have been a journalist or a writer <laughs> along right. the way. Um, and I'm trying to capture that now as much as I can. And I'm trying to get it out there more. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel. I know Paul, you just kind of touched on it a minute ago. But when you put yourself out there, you, something you've done or you've written. Mm-hmm you put yourself out for criticism and, and if you ever put something on Reddit, you can really get some criticism, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think it's important, uh, to hear, uh, what people are saying. So I really want to do that more. Um, it's interesting, you know, we just started this MMA thing and the first article I wrote, I have the stinking autograph right above my desk. And what did I write? John Jones with an H J O H N. It's J O N. Well, somebody was quick to note that. <laughs> Um, but you know what? That's right. I mean, if I'm going to do it, you know, that's a stupid mistake to make. So it was good to hear that. Um, so I'm going to definitely keep writing. Mm -hmm. I read all the time, but I read comic books. So, um, I jumped back into a book series. Um, just, I want to get it done. I want to do it. It's going to take a long time, but, uh, just little chunks at a time. So I definitely want to do that. Um, I was exercising like a maniac and then I got sick. And so that kind of stopped ready to get back at that again. Um, and then finally, I just want to make this show um, as good as we can make it, and we'll make sure that we are hitting it every week. So those Absolutely. are my big goals for this year. Awesome. That's There's great. a book I'm reading. I'll give a plug so if, for you guys, and if anybody out there wants to hear it or read it, please do. It's The War of Art mm-hmm. by Stephen mm-hmm. Pressfield. Have, have you, either of you read this? I have not, but I've heard of it, but I've not mm-hmm. read it. Yeah. Um, it talks about just overcoming resistance. You know, you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to go sit and play the guitar. Oh, I have to do these dishes first. Oh, I have to call my mom. I have, you know, all these things that kind of get in your way and make you procrastinate. It's yeah. just basically saying, get out of your head and get busy. Good. I'm actually past that right now. I'm in a weird spot where I don't have writer's block. I just can't wait to sit down and go. That's good. That's I just excellent. have to come up with whatever thing I'm writing. And thank goodness I'm writing on three different sites, so there's never a lack of something to write about. <laughs> that's too cool. <laughs> so that's kind of a good thing right Definitely. now. Definitely. And, you know, one of my creative things I've been working on recently that I'm wanting to get out, not to ramble and, and uh, plug away, but uh, I kind of fell in love with the process of tape loops. Um, mm-hmm. I took a cassette tape and cut it and then actually taped two ends together and put a rubber washer in there and took one of the wheels out. So it just basically creates a continuous loop and it just plays nonstop. So you have to bypass the erase head on your tape recorder so it doesn't overwrite what you've done, but then you play something and then it just turns it into a loop. So I took my old Casio keyboard and played some chords on that. And, uh, 
I recorded it at a fast speed and then slowed it way down so it becomes real droney and kind of surreal and then from there you start adding elements on top of it so kind of getting into the Atticus Resner world of ambient and eerie soundscapes yeah. and stuff so um, wanting to do that with visuals quite a bit so I may uh, venture out when we don't have negative wind chills later in the week mm. uh, we, we don't have them yet but I hear they're coming but you know start trying to create visuals to tie into what the sounds are emanating essentially yeah I, I like watching you on Instagram tinker with all these things so if you're not following Paul you should be because he posts some cool stuff it's been fun. I've got him in my highlight reel at, week, at least, so if you missed it, just go to my profile and click on the highlights, and you'll see me nerding out to, to gear and such. Cool. Excellent. Well, speaking of that, um, where can we find everyone on social media? JPP? Instagram's going to be the jam. Just look up Just Plain Paul, all one word, and uh, any place that has uh, social media with, if you just type Just Plain Paul there, you'll probably find me. Excellent. Teabags. Uh, I'm still mostly hanging out on the Facebook page, so I look up Wanderings and Wool Gathering on Facebook and uh, drop us a comment and I'll respond probably with something that you don't want to hear. <laughs> That's why we love you. <laughs> That's why I don't check and... my texts. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me, Foggy's Pal, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And you can find this program and others at uh, Blue HQ Media Revolution Radio Network, and that can, is located on Sports Media Pass and Break the Fourth. And you can also find me writing articles on those two websites. Gentlemen, anything else for the good of the cause? No, sir. I'm just glad we're back. Yeah, you know, glad to be back, and uh, welcome back, listeners. If those who have listened in the past had a couple people hit me up asking what was going on, so um, you know, we're shaking the dust off. We're we're getting back up and running, and and please feel free to chime in if you have any commentary on any of the things we discuss on the show. We love the feedback. Um, if you listen to past challenges and want to chime in, we we definitely would welcome that, and you may get mentioned on the show with some of your feedback as well, and and kind of expand on that conversation fantastic and i hope to also get some polls up on some music um, that we can discuss on the show as well I'm not sure what uh, new music or movies or tv we'll be discussing next week but definitely will be something and we'll be addressing the challenge presented by teabags finding three bands to sing tribute songs for one of our deceased favorites i think that about does it for tonight we will see you again next week see everybody